Well, good evening. Uh, my name's Matt. I'm one of the pastors here, along with Pete, who introduced the evening uh, at the start. And let me just say once again, on behalf of the whole church family here, how welcome you are at our carol service. Thank you so much for coming along and taking part. Uh, we as a church always look forward to this evening, this, this particular evening of the year. And part of what, what we look forward to is just having more friends and family and neighbours from the local area come in and celebrate Christmas with us. Uh, we have been waiting expectantly for tonight. And really, it seems to me that Christmas always involves quite a lot of expectant waiting. Whether it is that we can't wait for it to come around each year, or we can't wait for time off school or work, maybe we can't wait to tuck into Christmas dinner, or even better, Christmas desserts. Or kids, perhaps you cannot wait till you get to start opening some presents on Christmas Day. Even though I'm pretty sure the shops have had their Christmas displays out since October, and I'm pretty sure Michael Bublé's been on repeat on the radio since November, tonight we're still waiting. It's all building up to the 25th of December. And maybe, just maybe, some of us are hoping that this year the waiting will pay off at last. Maybe this year, unlike other years, Christmas really will be brilliant and blissful and all that we hope for and need from it. But what is it that we really want or need from Christmas? What is it that we're all deep down waiting for, not just on Christmas Day, but really in truth, every day of the year? As we heard in our drama, all of us wait for one thing or another. A lot of people spend most of their lives waiting for something they've not yet found, but which they hope lies somewhere just around the corner. Just as none of our Christmases are perfect, or certainly mine never is, none of our lives are perfect either. And perhaps you're the here this evening and you feel like your life is far from perfect, far from complete. But most of us live with this vague kind of hope that one day it will get better. One day everything might finally fall into place. We might work out what we're doing here. The question I want to pose very briefly this evening before we get back to singing again is what if the thing we spend our lives waiting for and looking for is in fact already something that's been right under our noses all along? A gift already given, but one which perhaps we've just personally not discovered or unwrapped yet for ourselves. What if, although every day can't be Christmas, as Roy Wood and his band Wizard hoped for, what if the answer to all of our waiting is actually to be found in the message of Christmas Day? What if there's even a massive clue in the name of Christmas Day? The Bible passage that Becca just read to us certainly tells us that that's the case. That on the very first Christmas Day, a gift was given that is still able to completely change our lives for the better today. Now I know for many of us, one of the things we most look forward to at Christmas is the giving and receiving of gifts. If you're anything like me, you are still scouring the shops for ideas and you're waiting for online orders to arrive, hoping that the postal strike doesn't get in the way. But maybe you plan better ahead. Maybe yours are already wrapped and under the tree. The gift mentioned in our reading tonight, though, is not one that can be ordered on Amazon, not one that could have been wrapped in paper and left under a tree, because it's not a book or a game or a new piece of electronics. It's not an inanimate object at all, but a person, a child. And of all the children born throughout human history, all of whom are precious, 
This child is uniquely precious because whether we realize it or not, he's the gift we've all been waiting for. And there are three ways, three brief ways, in which that Bible reading Becca read to us makes this clear. The first is, this child, we find out, is the gift of God to us. He's the gift of God to us. Now, I'm sure uh, you've had that experience of finding a present under your Christmas tree, and somehow the label has become detached, or maybe there was never a label before, and you don't know who this gift is from. Uh, I've got a relative who always sends his presents direct from Amazon with no message attached. I think he revels in the mystery. And so each year, we're never quite sure who this gift is from. Well, when Joseph first learns that Mary's going to have a baby, he too is initially left wondering and worrying about where this gift, this child, is from. But fortunately, he's not left puzzling for long. Unlike my relative... The sender of this gift wants his involvement to be clearly known. So an angel of God appears to Joseph and tells him, what is conceived in Mary is from the Holy Spirit. This baby inside her is a direct gift from God. This child, Jesus, is the gift that God has picked and chosen to send to us. Now, I don't know about you, but for me at Christmas, I'm just telling you all of my Christmas flaws right now, uh, picking what presents to buy for people is a real trial for me. It's not my strong point. I'm very much the kind of person who has to go online and types in gifts to buy for a mum to work out what to buy for my mum. And I'm sure maybe many of you struggle the same. Maybe some of you are good at choosing. But just imagine if when you were choosing what gifts to give this year, imagine there were no limitations. Imagine you had all of the money, the power, the, uh, the wisdom, the discernment to give to those you love the one thing you knew they needed above all else. The one thing that would give them the most joy and most radically change their life for the better. I wonder what that gift would be. Maybe it would be a new home or a return to full health, a mended relationship or even for a loved one not to have passed away. What limits us in being able to give those kinds of gifts is not a lack of love, but simply a lack of ability to give such ultimate gifts. We sadly can't give the ones we love all that we might want to give them. But God can. God can give all that he wants to give. He doesn't lack in either love or power or wisdom to know what is absolutely best. So when he identifies, when he chooses what gift we need most of all, not only does he know best, but nothing can stand in the way of him sending us that very gift. And the gift that the all-loving and wise God gives to us is this child, Jesus. He's, a, he's the gift of God to us. Secondly, He's the gift of God with us. He is the gift of God with us. Of all the things we hope for and look forward to at Christmas, my guess is another of the biggest ingredients for us is family. We hope for happy, up-close, warm, personal relationships with family, whether it's family we've got or family we wish more than ever that we could have at Christmas. That longing for family in us and that longing for relationship is such a natural and good human desire. The Bible tells us God made us exactly that way. He made us to be relational, just like him. But there's something else the Bible tells us about 
our deep desire for close relationships. It tells us that while we were absolutely made for those relationships with each other, we were made first and foremost for the closest possible relationship with God. Just as a fish is made to live in the water and penguins, I think, are made to live in the snow, we were made to live in relationship with God. But we don't. We broke that relationship. We ran from him. We rejected him. And that, in turn, is what's damaged all of our other, our other relationships as well. That's why this Christmas there's still so much war and conflict in our world. It's why this Christmas there's still even conflict around our Christmas dinner table sometime. So what we need more than anything else in all of the world is to find a way to restore peace with God and our relationship with God. And the message of Christmas is that even though it was we who broke away from him, God is the one who comes down to mend things and provide a way back for us. Because did you hear in our reading, and we've been singing it this evening as well, who it was that was born that night 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem? It says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is no ordinary person, no regular Joe. He's, he's not even just a good man or a wise teacher. No, he has this title, Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's why he's the greatest gift that God could ever send us. Because in giving us Jesus, God gives us himself to be with us. Now, I realize some of us might be hoping for some quite expensive gifts this Christmas. Whether we'll get them or not, I don't know. Uh, certainly not in my house. But kids, you might be hoping for a giant Lego Star Wars set. You might be hoping for a brand new bike or a top-of-the-line games console. I get why those things are so desirable. I would actually be very happy with a giant Lego Millennium Falcon. But anyone who's been around a while knows that really the best gifts are not the expensive ones, but the personal ones. Maybe it's a handmade card from one of your grandchildren, or some delicious home baking from your neighbor, or a hand-knitted blanket from your mum, which this year is actually better than ever, isn't it, to keep us warm. Or, back in the good old days, a mixtape from your best friend. Okay, these days it would be a playlist, but it's not quite the same, is it? It's not the same labor of love that we used to put into mixtapes for a friend. The best gifts don't often have a price tag. They are personal and carefully chosen, and they're those in which the giver puts something of themselves into the gift that they give to us. Well, here... God puts everything of himself into the gift he gives. Here in the manger, he gives his very self. God with us in the flesh. God in our midst. So that finally we can see him and get near him and even know him for ourselves. And the reason we can be certain that he came that we might know him for ourselves is that thirdly and finally we're told he's the gift of God for us. For us, not against us. Sometimes we might feel like certain people in our life are against us. Even that some people's whole reason for existing seems to be just to make our lives more difficult. But not Jesus. He came as God for us, not against us. And our Bible passage tells us we can be certain of this because it's there in the very name the angel told Joseph to give him. 
He said, you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. His name, Jesus, means the Lord saves. God wants us to know that he sent his son into the world to save us. He didn't send him to condemn us for living up to now without God. He came to save us from our sins and bring us back to God. As we saw in the drama earlier on, some people had been waiting hundreds, even a couple of thousand years for this promised rescuer to appear, waiting for God's greatest gift, waiting for God himself to come into the world, waiting for him to come and be for us, waiting, it turns out, for God to come and die for us. That's who it is that gets laid in the manger that first Christmas. God with us, God for us, God come to live and die for us. But for us here this evening in 2022, the waiting in one sense has been over for 2,000 years. All that's left for each of us to do is to take notice of the gift that's already been given by God at Christmas. To not put it away like we saw in the video, put it away again as still some unopened gift Christmas after Christmas, but to each open it for ourselves and receive for ourselves the life-changing gift of Jesus God's son. Here at Grace Church, this is practically all that we celebrate every Sunday morning as we come together. And it's all that we explore as we explore more of what Jesus has done. Just like we're doing this evening, uh, though we don't normally have mince pies and mulled wine, but otherwise pretty much the same. We want you to know this evening, you are warmly invited to join us on any Sunday morning throughout the year. Uh, whoever you are, whatever your background, you are welcome to come on in and join us to sit in and listen and enjoy a coffee with us too. Equally, if you have any questions about anything you've heard tonight or sung tonight, if you have particular questions about Christianity, or if there are any practical ways that we could serve you and help you in your life right now, then please don't hesitate to let us know. Get in contact with us. We would love to help you in any way that we can. Let me just end with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. Lord, that we could be together to sing and celebrate Christmas. And Lord, amongst all the good things we're able to enjoy at this time of year, we thank you for the greatest gift that lies at the heart of it all, the gift of your son, Jesus. Help each one of us, we pray, to unwrap the gift of Jesus and receive him, his welcome, his reconciliation with you. And we pray, Lord, would you bless us richly this Christmas in his name. Amen.